Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Yacht Talk Hacking the Boards. I'm Yakov. I'm Ben. And welcome to episode nine. Today, we're going to be discussing maneuvers for assessing murmurs. So in our previous episode, we delved pretty deep into lots of different valvular pathologies, but we felt that we also wanted to address a very commonly tested concept when it comes to assessing new murmurs in patients. And that is how physical exam maneuvers like hand grip, squatting, and Valsalva can point toward one murmur etiology versus another. So this session won't be case-based like our other episodes are, because we felt it would it would be easiest to just walk through each of the maneuvers and what they can tell us. So let's just dive in. So Ben, what are the classical physical maneuvers uh, that are tested in regards to murmurs? So you already mentioned a couple of them. One of them is Valsalva, and that's where the patient bears down or strains like they're having a bowel movement. There's also standing up, squatting, and hand grip. Perfect. And how does Valsalva affect hemodynamics? Straining decreases venous return. So in the first phase of the maneuver, when you're straining, you are decreasing venous return. In the second phase, when the patient relaxes, venous return is increased. Perfect. And how about standing up? How does that affect hemodynamics? That decreases venous return due to gravity. And on that same token, how about squatting? That increases venous return since blood from the legs is literally pushed up. Also, it increases afterload. Wonderful. Uh, and by the way, I should mention when we say venous return, we're also uh, we're referring to preload. We're, we're using those synonymously. And how about hand grip? How will that affect hemodynamics? So that just increases afterload. And I should probably say that Jakob is, is currently squatting. And so, so he has some increased <laughs> venous return. That is true. I am squatting. I am squatting. I don't have a chair, so I'm squatting. Um, so let's think big picture here. Why are these maneuvers helpful to us? As we alluded to, they help differentiate between similar murmurs. The most useful dichotomies that tend to be using Valsalva or standing up to differentiate hypertroph hypertrophic cardiomyopathy from aortic stenosis and using hand grip for mitral regurge versus aortic stenosis. Perfect. And Ben, are we going to explain how that works to the audience? Yes. Yes, we will, Yaakov. Okay, good. But for now, let's go through the common, commonly tested pathologies associated with the murmurs and how each of the physical maneuvers can help us out. Let's start with hokum. What's causing the murmur in the first place for hypertrophic cardiomyopathy? Yeah, so for hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or hokum, uh, I like to think of the murmur as being caused by essentially a thick septum bulging out and partially blocking the outflow of the left ventricle. That is so funny, Yaakov, because I think about it in the exact same way. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we are so similar. We've got a lot in common. Yeah, we really do. How does that mechanism help you remember the hemodynamics which affect the murmur? So essentially anything that allows less blood to pass through the left ventricular outflow tract, i.e. anything that decreases venous return, will make the murmur louder. So, uh, and this is essentially due to more obstruction of the outflow tract from the left ventricle when blood is stretching the LV less. Right. So less blood, more murmur. So then which maneuvers will make the hokum murmur louder? Yeah. So hokum will get louder with Valsalva and louder with standing up because like we said before, both of those, mur both of those maneuvers decrease venous return. And which will make it quieter? Right. So on the other side of that same token, any maneuver that increases venous return uh, and or blood pressure will make hokum uh, sound softer because the left ventricle will, will essentially be more stretched. You'll get less obstruction of the outflow tract. So with that in mind, uh, squatting and hand grip would both make hokum softer as a murmur. 
So next, let's discuss uh, mitral valve prolapse or MVP. So what's the trick to remember MVP's changes when it comes to physical exam maneuvers? The trick here is that it follows the exact same pattern as hokum, louder with Valsalva and louder with standing, softer with squatting. And, and why is that for our listeners? Actually, a pretty similar reason. So when the left ventricular volume is lower, i.e. decreased preload, the chordae tendine and mitral valve leaflets are pressed closer together. So you get a louder click earlier in systole. Great. And uh, how will Valsalva or standing up affect all the murmurs other than hokum or MVP? So all murmurs other than hokum and MVP will get softer with Valsalva and standing up. So for the rest of the murmurs, we really only have to discuss squatting and hand grip. How can we use these physical exam maneuvers to differentiate hokum from aortic stenosis? Well, they'll both likely be holosystolic crescendo, decrescendo murmurs, but if the murmur intensity increases with Valsalva or standing up, you know you're hearing a hoka murmur. If it decreases in intensity, then aortic stenosis it is. Wonderful. Uh, and that's super useful. It really is. Now we're going to discuss three pathologies together. That's aortic regurgitation, mitral regurgitation, and ventricular septal defects. So that's AR, MR, and VSD, since the maneuvers affect them all identically and for similar reasons. So Yak, can you explain how the hemodynamics affect these murmurs? Yeah, so this is actually simpler to think about than hokum or MVP. Essentially, if you have increased backwards force on the blood, aka increased afterload, then more blood will flow backwards, i.e. Uh, regurgitate, when you increase that force. That makes sense for AR and MR, since more blood will be flowing across the valves. But what about VSD? So, right, with VSD, even though we're not dealing with regurgitation through a leaky valve, there is a literal hole between the left ventricles, the VSD, uh, which is basically the same idea since blood will flow backwards from the left ventricle to the right ventricle during systole if afterload is increased. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. So which maneuvers are increasing these murmurs intensities? Right. So squatting and hand grip are the ones we think about since both of those increase afterload. Okay. And now what's the last murmur that we haven't fully covered and what's special about it? Right. So the last murmur to talk about really is aortic stenosis. And it's special because even though like the regurge murmurs, Valsalva and standing decrease its intensity and squatting increases it, hand grip also decreases the intensity of aortic stenosis, unlike the other murmurs. That's unexpected. How does that work? So that's a great question, Ben. And it's a little bit complicated, but essentially if you have increased afterload and you have a stenotic valve separating your left ventricle from that afterload, from the systemic circulation, uh, less blood will want to flow through that valve. And so you'll hear a softer aortic stenosis murmur. Wow. I hate that. Physics is the worst. It, it, it really is. Honestly, it, it can be pretty miserable, but you know, we encourage you to replay this video uh, as many times as you need. <laughs> and, and why is this last tidbit particularly helpful for the test? Yeah, well, uh, MR or mitral regurge and AS or aortic stenosis, uh, they're both holosystolic murmurs, but hand grip will decrease aortic stenosis intensity while it will increase mitral regurge intensity, while all other maneuvers will have the same effect on both aortic stenosis and mitral regurge. So I think that's a great way to finish off this topic. And I'm also really tired of all this physics. Yeah. Let's so we're signing off and we hope you join us for our next episode. Yeah. Let's give the listeners a break. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in the next one.